Hi, and welcome to the TSW podcast, providing insight from thought leaders, success stories, and practical mental and physical tips to help you on your journey to recovery with your host, Claire Hart. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 12th episode of the TSW podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hart. So it's lovely to be back with you again today. I mean, I'm so proud of myself that I got out an episode last week and now this week. So yay me. Um, This week, we've got an amazing interview for you with the DJ Chloe Robinson. Um, If you don't already follow Chloe, get on the Instagram and start following her. She's an international DJ and really at an exciting point in her career, which is really lifting off, but going also through TSW. Chloe's been a great advocate for the community. She shares her story um, on Instagram, so definitely do check her out there. The topics we cover today are obviously life as an international DJ, which is absolutely fascinating. So the highs and the lows, particularly when you're struggling with TSW. Uh, we talk about Duplamab, uh, Jack inhibitors, red light therapy. Uh, we talk about social media and some of the press, uh, but also mental health. Um so lots of great topics that I hope will resonate with you guys. If you want to check out Chloe again on her Instagram, it's Chloe Robinson DJ. If you want to listen to some of her incredible music, it's on SoundCloud under Chloe Robinson and also Spotify. So do give Chloe some love on uh, on social media. Um, from my perspective, I mean, the fact I got out an, uh, a podcast last week I don't really have much of an update for you guys, which is exciting. Um, doing really well. I just need to stop scratching my face, which would be a really good win. I mean, it doesn't break or bleed anymore, so exciting. But I think I just have a bit of a habit of scratching, particularly if I'm a bit tired. So I need to like program in some more of that habit-breaking technique. Um, what have we got up next? So we've got... Well, I need to get in the bag and interview with TSW Ben. Check him out on Instagram. He's got an incredible success story. Um, and also um, an interview with a female explorer who travelled the world uh, under her own power whilst also going through TSW. So lots of incredible stuff coming up, lots of inspiring stories. Um, but just sending lots of love to everybody out there right now. Um, I hope the podcast is giving you some support and some community and, and that it's, you know, um, positive outcomes when you're through the worst of it. So yeah, give me a shout if you have any questions or again, if you have any asks for the podcast, you'd like to have interviewed, um, and we will arrange that our side. Just a um, a caveat, I am appalling at editing and I didn't use um, wonderful Beth Davison this week to do the editing because I was just trying to get this one out. Um, so apologies for my poor cuts of editing, which I think there's a couple. Um, but anyway, I hope you still enjoy it. All right, lots of love. Take care, guys. I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. So Chloe, lovely to have you with us on the TSW podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, thank you for having me. So first off, you know, um, obviously I, I know you've had a, a manic, busy summer with your job, um, but also have been dealing with TSW at the same time. So talk me through, talk us through a little bit about what your what your summer's been like so far. Uh, so yeah, I've been going through TSW for 
probably about a year, but unknowingly. And then this year I've it's I've completely cut out the steroids. So but I've still been um touring and doing all of my shows. Uh so I've done like two two festival seasons now, last summer and this summer, um, going through this. And then in between just loads of club shows, I did an America tour as well, which was very, very difficult, but I didn't want to miss opportunities. But yeah, and loads of my shows have required me to fly. Um, yeah, it's weird. I've gone from being like a very UK DJ to suddenly playing all around Europe, which is great, but it's been very difficult with uh, TSW for sure. Yeah, super cool though. I mean, I've never spoken to a DJ before, <laughs> let alone someone who's hitting the stratosphere. So this is amazing to have your time. Let's let's wind it back, and obviously we'll get to the point where we really talk about you know how are you managing like your your career taking off and all the stuff you're doing right now, but obviously your skin. But like, talk me back to kind of like you know back in the early days. When did you first notice you had eczema, and kind of what was that first progression of kind of having to take care of your skin in a different way I think well I've had it it runs in my family um my mom has quite bad eczema my uncle had it really badly too so I think it's hereditary had it since I was a child it wasn't I mean I had it I had it quite so I had it under my eyes I had it in my elbow bits inside behind my knees all the obvious places but I don't I don't think it was like too severe and then I as I grew older um, I lost it on my knees. I just had it on my eyes and like in between the inside of my arms. And yeah, it's always been quite mild. And when you were a kid, um, were you at that stage using anything like topical steroids or actually was it managed with just moisturizers? Uh, I asked my mom, like, did I use creams when I was younger? And she was like, no, I didn't really bother. Uh, but I remember whenever I used to go and visit my auntie, who is a doctor, she would always, um, if my eyes were all flaky, then she would be like, why don't you use steroid creams and take me to the pharmacy and get me some over-the-counter hydrocortisone. I'd only use it when I was told to use it. And then when I went to university and I was kind of like looking at uh, looking after myself, um, I think I just used hydrocortisone quite mm-hmm. whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how did it, how did it start escalating for you? I went to Mexico and Colombia and just moved over there during the pandemic because why which not? is super cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good I was actually yeah, I think I was actually just running away and I was pretty depressed, but it seemed like a good idea. And everyone in Mexico kind of gets told to deal with their mosquito bites by putting hydrocortisone cream on them to re- to remove the itch. So uh, I also. I didn't have a clue that steroids could do this at the time. So I was like, cool, I've got some steroids. I've got some hydrocortisone cream. You can buy some over the counter. I must have bought quite a strong strength when they had two different ones. Um, and I was just casually using it. Anyway, and then a couple of months later, I, my skin started to get progressively worse. And then I started to get weird head to toe eczema. Um, it looked like discoid eczema. And then I bought some fetinidate cream and yeah that's where it all started really I think that's where I started getting eczema that I'd never experienced before mm. in my life mm. yeah absolutely and that Betnovate did you just start using all over did you find that you were having to spread it like further and further I just used it when I thought I needed to 
I didn't really. I, my, I kind of like, I've never been told when to use it. And my auntie yeah. always said, oh, just if you ever feel an itch coming on or you can feel like, oh, maybe a flare up, then just put it on. Mm-hmm. But like, I've never been told, like, put it on and use it for 14 days and stop. Like, <laughs> never been told that. No, no. So, like, if I had a little eczema mark, I, I started to get eczema for the first time on my hands during the pandemic, too, um, which I've never had. And I think this I think this was all this maybe, like, the TSW coming on without me realising because it mm. didn't feel like eczema and nothing mm. I'd ever experienced before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so it's so interesting how you said about the mosquito bites. And it seems to be like maybe I just haven't noticed it before, but a trend with using like hydrocortisone for beauty stuff, for spots, for insect bites, like you said. And it's like, guys, this is yeah, this is not a good way to go. So you're in Mexico, you're chilling out away from everything that's happening back in the UK. Um, And then to kind of like, how did it progress? Obviously, you were using Betnavade. The skin rash was growing what was the next stage for you I came back to the UK and I was trying to you know speak to GPs but it was COVID so they'd only see me over a video call or I'd send photos in I'd come back from a hot country so I was very tanned so I had a lot of white marks on my inflammation was and they weren't listening they were just it's fungal it's fungal and I was like it's not I've tried all the fungal medication. I've gone on the course of um, antibiotics I would have needed to go on. I've, you know, used the um, the keto shampoo. Uh, it's not fungal. This is literally just like where my skin's been inflamed and I've had a tan. No one was listening. And um, then they were just like trying to prescribe me more Betnavate. If I, and I was just like, no, 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 I've tried Betnavate, it's not working. I don't, I mean, I don't know what I was trying to get from them, but I was like thinking, you Help. know, I thought maybe, I thought maybe I had a reaction to like a insect bite and it was like, you know, I didn't know what was going on. Um, so I went into A&E because it had got to the point where I, I was like, I couldn't get out of bed. Like I couldn't move. I think I was at A&E for about six hours. And, and then eventually, eventually they, they saw me and the dermatologist couldn't see me. So I was speaking to a GP and they were they were going back and forth on messages. And he basically prescribed me like a six week course of oral steroids and clobetazole. Wow. And then an, another really strong cream for my face. And I remember that I got told to put it on for four weeks. And I remember the doctor said, um, okay they prescribed you this cream but I'm I'm not sure why for your face and she was like use it at your own risk and I was like why and she just she's actually use at your own risk it's been prescribed for you but I would advise you know and I was like okay and then when I went to pick up the prescription um they were like can you wait there please because there's some really strong steroids that are giving you here we need to call them and check that this is the right prescription for you. And I was like, How okay. petrifying. And like, I don't know anything about the dangers of steroids at this point. Uh, they call up, they, then they're like, okay, well, this is actually what has been prescribed for you. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand what super potency means, or high potency. I don't, 
I don't know that you can withdraw from it. So yeah, I was I use that and then wow, havoc. <sighs> then I got like the elephant knees and uh, all the mm. all the signs before you stop using the creams mm. where you're like something's going on with my body and it's not right well so and even I've, as you were using them and on the oral steroids you could see that your body the was oral steroids cleared my skin up but then I was it was like and then I didn't really use the the uh the cream really when I was using the oral steroids I kind mm-hmm. of used it afterwards okay um I actually went to a private appointment but I was on oral steroids I just couldn't see what's going on and then the dermatologist I saw privately told me to get the hell off these steroid creams gave me like some weaker ones but then you know you just can't find your creams and you just use what you can find I was sort of like playing mixing between whatever but I never really went I never really like I got told to use it for you know four weeks probably only put it on my skin about five days out of the whole four weeks Mm, it's just so strong yeah, but like I, I, I've never, I've never been like abusive with creams. Mm. I've just, I, it was just the strength of that cream was just unreal. Yeah, yeah. So you started. You mentioned you started seeing the signs and symptoms that something's going a bit wrong here. It's not eczema anymore. It's you know different. So wh- when did you did you end up sort of googling what might be going wrong, or how did you find out about TSW? um I I really can't remember for some reason I don't remember where I pinpointed I think I was googling and then oh my god because I saw some pictures of the like you know the elephant knees and the elbows and everything and I was like wow I've got that and I, I was like it's fine I can get through this I had no idea that this is something that can last from a year to eight years I was just like all right cool and then I just sort of braved it in February and I just ditched the creams and had a, I had a couple I had like a week or two of no shows and I was like I'll get through this in a month no <laughs> I and then I had to go back and I had to get more I, I was umming and ahhing I was got on forums and I was like because they say on um, like online you know a way of like dealing with TSW is like people use oral oral steroids so in my head I'm like oh they don't cause it so then I went on a course because I just couldn't cope and I had to, and I had to work like I mm-hmm. my job if I if I don't do these shows like I can't just like reappear in a year mm-hmm. and still be at where I'm at yeah it's like very competitive and you just have to I have to be consistent I've got to do these shows. So I went back on the oral steroids because I was desperate. I wanted to go back on the creams. I was desperate. I was Mm -hmm. like, it's horrible. Um, And then they wore off and I had to just deal with it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I get, I feel, so I've been free from steroids in total from like the start of April to now. Okay. And how did you, that second time where you were like, you know, I have to take the oral steroids again. Did you feel like the second time around when you came off them that your skin was better than the first time that you kind of tipped into TSW or pretty much the same? So I started on 30 milligrams, which is when you like had like five, five, six in one go. You take, I was tapering down by five each week. The second week, the second week where I taped down to 25, 
wasn't even working. They weren't working. I mean, don't get me wrong, they were doing something. They were assisting, mm. but they weren't working. Mm. They weren't doing what they did the first time where I completely cleared up. So yeah, I did, it wasn't really get the effects of them anyway. Yeah. So what um what approach have you taken now? Because obviously with your career as well, I imagine it's, you know, you're doing incredibly well to be facing into this and managing it. But I imagine for you, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it is a process of managing it, right? It's trying to like keep it as the minimum as possible so you can function to the best of your capability to do these shows. There, I don't, there's no real easy way to manage it, is there? Every day is different. You know, what What might work for one person when it comes to the medications? So say for me, you know, cyclosporin did really work until I kind of came off it. But for someone else, it might work and then they can just go back to normal skin. Everybody seems to, you know, it's complete trial and error on, on what combination of remedies is going to get you the best success. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I've only just, I'm only just starting to learn what's working for me and I'm, I'm months in, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, trial and error with loads of different creams, loads of different products. Maybe oat baths work for you, maybe they don't, maybe the dead sea salt, but just working out what works for you in a routine. And um, yeah, it took me a very long time to work that out for sure. Yeah. And do yeah. you have the support of a dermatologist now? Are you working with someone to look at medications yeah so I I kind of yeah I was kind of fighting to get on duplamab I, I knew about it because when I went to see that private dermatologist uh, the first one um she told me about all the different alternatives she said told me about um protopic so mm -hmm. you know there's this cream it's amazing you put it on your face it's not steroid it's not I didn't um I didn't I, I got hold of some and I did it for a bit but I I didn't really do it use it that much because um I was like wow this is really harsh on my skin um so I and then she also told me about um Diplomab and I was like oh my god sounds great so I went I went to my I went to my dermatologist appointment from the very start wanting to go on Zuplamab mm -hmm. and I learned what the hoops were you had to jump through mm -hmm. tried cyclosporin it made me really really ill um so I managed to get approved for Zuplamab by April I can't remember what the question was <laughs> no no just um are you working with a dermatologist and what's your rating oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 you're on the yeah. on the so, Zuplamab how's that working out right. for you? I mean, you look great to me. Like, I've obviously seen you today. Look I, really I look quite red today. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so my, my dermatologist before I got referred to the biologics for Duplamab was crap. Um, he wasn't he wasn't a gaslighting dermatologist. He just was very unhelpful and I couldn't get hold of him. And when I was on the cyclosporin, I couldn't regulate my temperature and it was like winter time. And I would be in clubs with like two coats on shivering and I wouldn't know what was going on. And yeah, it wasn't very nice. And I wanted to come off it, but I didn't know if it was safe to just come off an immunosuppressant like that. I couldn't get hold of him and he just wasn't great. And then when I got referred to Biologics for Duplamab, which I had to had to like beg this guy for. Um, uh, the, yeah, he... He's been really good. Like he looked at me and the first thing that he did was hand me over a sheet of paper um, 
and it's but and it, it goes there's something about topical steroid withdrawal on there and i was Amazing. like oh <laughs> yeah so the thing is in the uk you only get to the biological section the biologic section if you've basically got TSW or like extreme eczema, mm. but he's he still put eczema. me down as he's built he still put me down on the on the forms of severe eczema. Yes. But it's severe te- eczema to me is anybody who has severe eczema has TSA or TSW. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So like, I think anyone that gets as far as him has probably got that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's been really good. He's you know, he I he gave me his um gave me like two email addresses for him because he works privately as well. He gave me his assistant's um contacts. So whenever I can't get hold of him, I get hold of his assistant and he gets back to me in the next day. And I said, you know, I said I meant he took me off Duplamab because he saw me in the heat wave and I was awful. And then I told him like I think it's working. Mm-hmm. And he's like really gone out his way to like push to get that funding approved again and get me like back on that drug before I need my next shot and really like yeah he's been really good that's great so you've basically you've been on Duplamab and then he, he was going to swap you over to a like a jack inhibitor jack inhibitor yeah okay but actually you want to go back on Duplamab because you're well suddenly suddenly I'm suddenly I'm good suddenly um I was really bad when I saw him and I think I I am um, so my uncle's also he studied like medicine at Cambridge mm-hmm. and I think he used to be like the director of public health for London. Amazing. So he's, yeah. And he's, um, he, he wasn't aware of TSW until I told him. And, um, he basically, I told him about, he, I'm getting taken off Duplamab and I, cause I was quite upset. And then he showed me the, uh, this, the, like the regulations. And basically if they look at you four months in and you're, not 50% better than when they last saw you, then they take you off it. So he was just following procedure. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. So they the saw jack- me in the heat wave. <laughs> I know, because oh. you can get quite bad flares, can't you, with Duplamad, like facial neck flares. Is that right? Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, like I said, I, I was literally flaring up every day until the last week. Mm. I've been on a flare for the last five months. It's been a horrible. So I've just been enjoying not having a bright red lobster face. Yeah. But the but apparently my flares weren't um they weren't they weren't flares as a reaction to Duplamab because okay. they they're seeing people that have those and mine were just TSW. Mm, yeah. Interesting. That wasn't and then someone's also like a, a biochemist guy in South Africa that someone put me in touch with who's actually been studying the like the biochemistry of TSW and what works on it and what doesn't. He seems to believe that Duplamab doesn't work on steroid-dependent skin. Right, okay. It just works on eczema. Oh. So that's why I wouldn't... That, what, that, but I, I don't... Who nice. knows? Who knows? <laughs> One day, it's annoying. No, yeah, there's no research on it. So. <laughs> so tell me about the which jack inhibitor have you been on and how... Um, I know it's only been a, a couple of weeks, but how have you been feeling on that? It's called Baracanib. Oh, okay, it's not yeah. the Rick... It's not the one beginning with R, but it's because they couldn't give me that one. He's like, we don't have that one available. And I was like, oh. Um, 
I mean, I've heard the other one's quite dangerous. It's got some quite severe side effects. So I wasn't keen to try that one anyway. This one doesn't have any side effects as severe. Um, although a common side effect is that it builds up your blood cholesterol. So you have high, so I don't know, that doesn't mm. sound good. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, since I've been took the first pill, I've like, my inflammation has gone down a lot. But surely it can't work in a day. Mm. I don't know. He, he said to me as well that, um, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't know if this is going to work on you because all the trials for this, um, are they've all the people that have done a trial for this with um, eczema have all used topical steroids during the trials. Okay. okay. So he was just like, I don't know how it's going to work. Isn't that um, terrible can... as well? It's like, well, that's, you know, not a clean <sighs> yeah. trial, right? Yeah, and to, to get onto a JAK inhibitor for atomic dermatitis, you have to have tried steroid creams, they have to have not worked for you, then you have to have gone on immunosuppressant, then a biological, and then that. So why the hell would anyone still be using? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Absolutely. So what is so once you're back on Duplamab, how long will you be on that until they taper you or just stop you talking? I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm very nervous that I don't heal underneath it, but I I need to do what I need to do to mm. get to. I this the, I you know I learned how to produce during the pandemic as well. I've just put out my first ever release that's all coming out properly in September on vinyl. I'm doing it all myself on my own label, and you know it's a really important time for me. I can't miss any opportunity, Absolutely. so I just have to do what I have to do. Yeah, I don't really have a choice. Absolutely, absolutely. And like, there's no point worrying about stuff that hasn't happened yet. So, if I'm not healing underneath it, then I'm not. But if it's working on me or if it's helping me, then that's enough. Yeah. For now. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, I had the exactly the same with when I decided to go on cyclosporin. I mean, it's not an easy decision at any point to take drugs that are really hardcore. Often to but you get to a point where your physical and mental health are so bad that it's like, actually, I just need a break for a period of time. And if I am healing underneath, incredible. But if I'm not, then I I just need to breathe again. And I need to just get on with life a little bit and have some fun. Um, And for you, you know, your career is like tantamount right now. It's like, actually, you want to be there at all the events. You want to be doing the media and the press and social media and all of that good stuff. Um, So, yeah. You know, and at the moment, just content is so important. And I feel like I've had to turn down doing like really important live streams and, like anything like that I, I've got no recent pair shots so I've just I just feel like I'm missing opportunities I'm missing like media opportunities and PR ones mm. just because I'm and I I can't work with any brands at the moment because look at me so well, well I think you'd be hopefully hope, you're doing I, think the right I think I'm getting better yeah. well, so who knows but yeah I don't know what's working it must have been difficult after the pandemic as well right because obviously clubs completely shut so for anybody in the music industry at that point or the club scene I mean I you know to even know how you're going to come out the other side of this and then obviously your career's ramping up but you're dealing with TSW I mean that's a huge back-to-back period of time that you wanted to be prolific and be putting out stuff but two different things are kind of you know, huge impacts on the way you can work. 
yeah um my mental health was really bad I was like I think I mean I don't like to say it but I was definitely suicidal and then I got TSW yeah and that was the real fucking test sorry I swore that was um <laughs> that was the real test for me yeah yeah absolutely um, and pushed me over the edge just yeah well done well done yeah. <laughs> um okay so let's talk about what have you tried of the many myriad of things that you think oh my god I tried this it completely didn't work for you and it could be any of you know the holistic lifestyle additions or anything else that you're like actually that was a waste of time and money so changing my diet mm-hmm. I cut out gluten I cut out dairy I know it wasn't because of that because it had, there can't be anything negative in doing that for sure but wow my my skin was the worst it's ever been and um I was just so depressed and also I I've never seen a correlation with food and my um my skin so mm. that didn't work for me yeah we hear that from a lot of people same situation it's like diet just eat eat a nice diverse diet lots of different colors get all your nutrients in but yeah fundamentally that's not going to be the make or break thing with your skin yeah i spoke to is it luigi mm-hmm. who luigi's likes skin. to start the clinic yeah, yeah um, i just know her from instagram luigi's skin <laughs> and um she told me like don't She's like, don't even bother trying to focus on your diet. Week. Just focus on, you know, getting better and healing and staying calm. Because she said, and I said, what about supplements and stuff? She said, take what you want. Just don't take anything too harsh. So I was taking like probiotics in my stomach and it was sending my stomach questions. She's like, don't, it's really harsh. Don't yeah. worry about any of that. She's like, you can clean your gut when you're better. You can try sort your diet out when you're better, but she's like it's you know at the end of the day it's it's steroids that are like that are ta- like that your skin is reacting to like not having steroids in your system so exactly and your poor yeah. little body is fighting so hard to like improve your skin barrier that then we overload it with stuff that then your body and your gut's got to work out and it's yeah, just like yeah, actually yeah. we just need to just give it as much rest as possible and trust that it's doing what it needs to do but it just takes a long time. Um, And then what did you, what have you tried that, you know, obviously we talked about the biologic immunosuppressant type attempts, but what have you, have you tried anything that has been like an alternative or complementary thing that's given you comfort during this time? I very recently, um, actually when I just started the Jack and Hibs test, maybe just under two weeks ago, I purchased a red light um i was i'm in an r ring i'm in a whatsapp group uh and i've asked the tsw people what they recommended uh one of the recommendations was 1850 pounds so expensive and uh but i'm i'm a sucker so i was like maybe it's a good investment and then like my 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 boyfriend was like absolutely not Chloe. you don't even know it's going to work if it's going to work on you so i went for the brand helios mm-hmm. um yep I bought the half body one for £350 and I would highly recommend it. Mm. Um, I I mean, I, I don't know what's happened in the last two weeks, but that it's been since I started doing my red light therapy. Um, just do like 15 minutes on my front and 15 minutes on my back. Amazing. And, so um, just once a day in the morning, so you're doing that? Yeah, well, either morning or afternoon. I'm not being 
mm-hmm. great on consistency with that but I'm trying to be consistent on doing it every day I'm obviously traveling when I work but mm-hmm. um if I if, it, if I find that that it really is probably the thing that's working for me I'll probably invest in like a one of the face masks as well so I can travel with it yeah yeah and it's um I got one of the little face masks I mean I got a super super cheap one ages ago I think it was only like well I say super cheap but it was like 150 quid or something but yeah, actually but some of them are like a thousand I know pounds, aren't they? <laughs> I'd like the full stand-up body ones look incredible but like what I like I using it I found it really calming because in that time you've got your little goggles on you got your the red <laughs> face mask thing on and the only thing you can do is like lie there and wait for the 10 minutes and it's kind of quite meditative in that time yeah you're like well, I can't do anything else I just gotta sit here and breathe and it's actually quite nice time um yeah I don't do I I I don't even think I can do like a minute on my own I'm just like don't I think where my mind's very very busy and racy um I mean when I sit in front of the half body one like I just put some sunglasses on and just sit on my phone I just can't <laughs> I can't switch off my mind I don't like my mind it just goes to too many places and I'm just uh, <sighs> I'm, I'm too hectic I'm chaotic <laughs> yeah I'm not very good at switching off but actually I've um I've started to I'm prescribed legal um legal weed basically to manage my pain and um yeah, I, I, and I can switch off now because I just get stoned and just stare into the distance. Lovely, and good. Looking at that. Yeah. And find the answers to the universe. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I can do that now. That's super just sit cool. and do nothing now. So, so I'll make sure that we link to the red light therapy, Helios one. Um, and then Sue, and we'll, we'll link to obviously your music as well at the end of the podcast so people can find you and listen to some of your stuff. But um, talk to talking about music, you know, talk to me about your career and TSW because I assume you know there's lots of late nights, flights that you mentioned. I can't imagine how hot it must be at some of the festivals where you've been in the tents and you're feeling hot anyway. And then there's like alcohol and you know how like all of that combination. I'm like, oh my god, you're a superstar for managing to get through those situations. And have a career and, you know, recover from TSW at the same time. So talk to me about all of that. What What's it like being a DJ, first off? Um, yeah, all those facts is, um, I can imagine they, they're giving anyone with TSW anxiety, heat, alcohol, sweat, late nights, um, flights, oh, everything that you don't want, hotel rooms where you don't know if you're going to be allergic to the bed sheets. And yeah, I have had to deal with all of that and it has been absolutely horrific. I've, I mean, last weekend I played at Panorama Bar um, in Berlin and then I, I left the venue at seven and my friend's doing the last set there. And then I had to leave Berlin at 9am, so I didn't sleep. And then I had to get to Poland, but it was one of these small propeller flights, couldn't sleep on that got to Poland. I then had to get a two hour transfer in a small car with three other DJs. So none of us could sleep. One of them had like food poison. The other one also hadn't slept. Um, and then I get to the hotel and then, and then I, I have an argument with my manager and I'm crying. I'm sleep deprived. I'm hungry. 
And then I lie down on the bed and I'm literally like scratching my face off from head to toe. Um, I ring my boyfriend, he's like, calm down. He's like, get in the bath. I always bring like bath emollient with me. Um, it's quite hard to fit everything on a little like cat. Like I can't, your liquid bag is so small and I've got so many different products that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I managed to find these like travel, like silicone things. So like once you've like squeeze a lot of the moisturizer out you can squeeze it so it's not like a hard solid thing taking up space anyway yeah little travel tips um yeah i had to just sleep in the bath in poland oh. uh, and there's no that i couldn't sleep in that bed in that bed and i woke up like yeah i just woke up like maybe like two hours after a nap in the bath and then got out of the bath and managed like an hour in the bed and then went to the festival and then had to leave the like leave Poland at four in the morning to get an 8am flight back to London couldn't sleep through that either and then but you know what at least I got some sleep at Poland I've I've had I've gone three I've gone three days before I'm not talking about doing drugs I'm literally been sober and I just haven't been able to sleep and I've had to travel but it's just been endless tears and I'm just like why am I doing this to myself been dark yeah (laughs) I mean it doesn't sound glamorous right now (laughs) no I mean if you could see the 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 transfer with all this DJs just like (gasps) dying oh yeah it's not it's not all glitz and glamour but I absolutely love it and it's so worth it that place behind the decks when you're just there playing music that's my happy place and that's been really important for my mental health it's worth it it's worth oh God, all of that pain sure. those pictures yeah. I've seen of like the crowds in front of you I mean I can't imagine the elation at those moments just seeing everybody dancing to your music and when you yeah it's it's so worth it yeah, yeah. I have to also say like I've seen some pictures of like DJs where at the front there's lots of people like hanging over the bars and stuff and getting all excited do you have any like weird fans who like are like really trying to like reach out to you or stuff or hang around afterwards to say hi um I don't maybe I don't know I don't feel like I have that many fans <laughs> but um if if anyone's like hang out say hi I'll 100% just like go straight from my set into the crowd and like chat to everyone because I'm just like oh my god because I just have zero confidence so anyone that shows me love I'm like thank you so much for coming to my set especially at a festival where there's like a choice of like 10 amazing DJs at the same time Mm -hmm. so any if they've chosen to come to me then I'll always show people love I'm like oh thank you so much (laughs) I don't have like any weird weird people though that's good just like just nice like just nice (laughs) lovely people um and what's the what kind of festivals have you done this year um I think I've done like 18 festivals maybe oh my god yeah and like have you had to pass up any opportunities or anything because of your tsw yeah i uh i am doing a india tour and there was um offers for me to go to new zealand first and do a weekend run there and they, I, I've worked the promote, I've worked with the promoter twice now for New Zealand, so I know they would be like fun shows, and they were, it was for decent money, and it was like cool events, but nah, because that would that would mean four weeks away from home, and who knows how I can't fly to New Zealand, that's too far. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen to my skin. Mm-hmm. I was just like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't need that money. So I turned it down, but I was kind of gutted that I'm even, I mean, in, in a position where I can't do that. But, you know, a lot of people would just be turning these European shows down. I'm just fighting through it. So yeah, I'm yeah. not, it's not, it's just New Zealand's the other side of the world. And also I can always do it next year. So exactly. And what yeah. about like magazines or, um, because uh, what you were a mixed mag, weren't you? Was one of the like was it twenty DJs to watch or something? Yeah, I think I won like uh, not one, but they I was like top like emerging names. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been doing this for so long, this is like a whole new alias for me and like a whole new uh, beginning. Like I've just started producing; it's a different sound. So yeah, it was kind of like new names, I think. Uh, but yeah, like I, I guess it's affected me like not being able to do like cool live streams or um, like photo shoots mm. for like cool media and magazines and stuff like that. And all the brand work, I still love brand work. Like I love my, I love my clothes. I love my brand. So that's been a bit of a. It, actually, I did, I did want in November, and my neck was bright red. But um, and it's funny, um, isn't it? Because I would say. You know, I'm I'm probably ninety five percent of the way there. I still have little dry patches and stuff that I'm constantly watching. But even though I know I'm much better than I was, I, you still it takes a long time for your confidence to come back as well. Do you know what I mean? So even though to me you look wonderful right now, I can imagine the idea of having to do any social media or or magazine type stuff if you're not feeling a hundred percent must be really tough. Yeah, um, I think so. I've got a little bucket list of things I'd absolutely like love to reach, and one of them's always been to be like to be like on one of the covers. And like one of my goals is to do a mix my cover, and I'm just like, I hope that I could be able to do that if I got if it if the opportunity came about. But you know, there's like there's so many things you can do. You can like makeup on even though I'll probably flare me up I'll just do it um you know or you can flaunt you can flaunt your skin like I wouldn't want to flaunt it all the way because I you know I'm a bit dry and crusty I don't really want to flaunt that but I'm happy to flaunt my like red patches and stuff I have to do I have to anyway mm. so yeah but um you know you can get touched up as well on photographs afterwards <laughs> I mean I think everyone does that anyway don't they yeah. I don't because I'm I'm quite, I don't know, I'm a bit of a tomboy. I don't really care too much about that, but there's always ways around it. And I think, you know, I think it's considering that you've got such a big following and, you know, you've got this incredible career, you know, I really love that you are vocal in the community as well because I can imagine some people would be like, oh, no, I have to, you know, keep that side of me super quiet and not share that I'm also going through this stuff. But I think that's so more powerful that you can share your story and, you know, just spread awareness as well as doing this incredible career. And I think those two things can be completely complementary. Um, so, yeah, all well, kudos to you, because I think that's amazing. Oh, thank you. I just want people to because I like I said, if I if I didn't have to do these shows, I think that my body would be telling me you can't do it you're too ill to go out like do you really want to go to that venue do you really want to like go in and just show your face and like put yourself out there because you have to in this industry and I've kind of been forced to 
and it's not been that bad if anything it's been really helpful and been really like I think it's been really not helpful really, really healthy and I think isolating can do a lot you can be stuck in your say mm. you can be stuck in your head and you know you can get into some really dark thoughts going through this especially when you're flaring you can get into really dark places as I'm sure you know um so just like keeping busy and you like the busier I am like the less I'm just standing and like focusing on my you know less you touch your body and then you begin to scratch and then you know like it's it's actually just good for me to be busy and I just like it'd be good to just like give people a bit of confidence and let them know they can, they can do it as well and you know I'm not saying it's easy like just said to you the hotels and everything that side of things has been so hard but you still go out and have fun mm, well done and you. I think it's important yeah. to yeah. so you know I think it's important to share that and let other people feel like they can do it you've got to push yourself over that kind of like because yeah. I, I was probably the opposite Clary I mean you know when it was me at my worst I did nothing I like literally laid on the couch I wouldn't even see my family I was like no like I can't I can't I physically can't but actually the few times that you know my sister took me out shopping or something like that it was like oh yeah this is better because I'm distracted and I'm, I'm doing something um so yeah I think you're right it's but it's it is so hard and I think lots of people manage it in different ways but I think it's amazing to be like embrace your life you're still gonna you know you can do this you can go out you can still have a little bit of fun and stuff or reach your career goals um whilst managing this it doesn't all have to be on pause I mean that don't get me wrong there there have been times where I have have been wearing my tinted sunglasses and have my cap over my head and had a cup next to the decks full of ice just had a hand there in the ice with nerve damage like crazy just crying my eyes out in pain hoping no one's the end of the glasses and just like going for it and just like you can do it you can do it it's just like alternating hands because the nerve damage has just been so horrific you know like all the pain kind of hits you at night doesn't it yes yeah but um you know okay I, I did it it's fine yeah and you got cool it. af by the way with your little cap down and your baggy clothes I love it. everyone's like oh i think you're a superstar i'm like no and then i show them what's going on under the glasses and they're like i'm so sorry that's fine <laughs> i love that going like thinking back over your journey so far is there anything that with the benefit of hindsight now you would have done differently uh no no I don't think so because I've literally like I've literally pushed myself so hard to just do what I'm doing Mm -hmm. to the point where I've just been like why am I doing this like but I've done it um the only thing that I could have done differently is not have done that and not have done my shows and Obviously, it's a very good thing that I did that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I need, I need to do my shows. I can imagine if I didn't do the shows, I would be sitting at home, overthinking, itching, and just feeling extremely sorry for myself. So, yeah, I wouldn't say I would have done anything differently. Mm. And it, it makes That's me... probably a really positive thing, actually. Yeah. It makes that. you so proud. I don't think there's anything I've done that physically has, and mentally has been as tough as TSW. But because of that, and I don't think many people in your social circle or family don't necessarily really understand or get the gravitas, but it's like, I am so freaking 
proud of myself for going through that, you know. Could I continue putting on steroids and having like rashy skin and increasing eczema? But I was like, I'm gonna do this. And it was fucking hard, but I got to hit. <laughs> so it was all yeah. okay, you know. Yeah, for sure. I I've um I've definitely had a very unconventional upbringing and uh seen a lot of things and I've gone through a lot and um on paper that would seem worse but wow this has been the hardest thing I've ever been through yeah yeah wow yeah and um yeah let's just it's um I'm so grateful to the online community I they've they've been great yeah um it's really nice actually um Daisy and Katie who do itch and bitch Mm -hmm. um they live quite they live quite near to me um and so I played at a festival which was literally around the corner from where I live um and invited them and they came and it was really nice to meet them yeah cool (laughs) yeah and I was I was I was pretty like pretty heavy TSW then so it was it was I just felt a bit more comfortable it's just nice yeah yeah and Daisy next with people like that and they're so mm, positive and lovely yeah absolutely and Daisy is to you know echo the point that you said as well a big advocate of like get out there and live your life you know it's going to continue but you you know every day is precious go and enjoy yourself as much as you possibly can and you'll often feel better for just getting out how has TSW changed you as a person and conscious you know you're still on your journey but have there been things that you're like well actually that has that has changed about me um gratitude massively I don't I think we we all we all have that um it's weird you know you know when you when things are going wrong with you health-wise and when you come out of them you like I didn't appreciate just feeling normal I used to have that with ulcers and I'd get an ulcer and it was just like really really be like the worst thing ever for two weeks and I was with TSW, like, I remember having an ulcer, like, three times. And I was so bad that I didn't even feel that I had an ulcer. And I was like, wow, I'm just, and you know what, just, like, just that, just feeling healthy. Yeah. It's just, like, incredible. Yeah. It's, it's not like getting an ulcer and feeling like, oh, my God, I forgot I must appreciate my, it's just, it's way more than that. Um, <laughs> that for sure. Um and and also compassion, just showing some comp- compassion towards people and understanding um, and understanding like chronic illnesses. I never really understood them. And, you know, like being able to relate to other people that are going through chronic illnesses and they're not the same as what we are going through. But, you know, some people have internal chronic illnesses and like, you know, inflamed, inflamed, um, I don't know, stuff going on with their stomach or mm. whatnot or, you know, really tight joints just things like that that do really stop you from being able to live a normal life so I've become a lot more empathetic and understanding of that as well um I I think hopefully it just makes you a bit of a kinder person and you become more patient and having to cut down on those habits which go hand in hand with partying drinking excessively and whatnot trying to not sleeping enough um definitely like all that's in moderation now um I didn't miss it at all when I stopped drinking I didn't really care I was 
So uh, that was quite reassuring that I'm not alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> An extra yeah. silver lining that you're still Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's funny you mentioned about the, um, the ulcer there because I was having a chat with um, TSW Ben, who I've got an interview with coming up soon. But he works outside and he was saying like, you know, all the little bits and, you know, bushes and stuff were tickling his legs. And I said to him, I was like, you know, recently... I've been like training for a marathon and I got stung by stinging nettles and I don't even care. Like that pain, that little <laughs> tingling pain, it's like it's nothing. Yeah. And so it's given me a complete new respect for pain. And I'm just like, that itch is like insignificant to the levels of TSW. So seriously, you come out of it so badass, yeah. so much gratitude and so much empathy and compassion for other people. Um, yeah. So the big question for you. So if you could be presented with two paths, Chloe, one where you experience TSW and become the person you are today or the route you continue as you were, you know, not go through TSW, what would you choose? If we're talking, would you, if like, like me, I've gone through it and I am, let's say, 80% healed, um, then I, yeah. But if, if we're talking like I'm in the midst of TSW, but you, like, you're going to come out of it at yeah, some you'll point. Come out of it, you'll I'll come be out. like, nah, nah, I don't want this. But um, <laughs> I think, you know, like me here today, uh, I think I think I'd rather go through this and, you know, come out with everything we spoke about, like gratitude and, um, you know, like a better understanding of how what other people are going through. Like I'd. I didn't even understand how bad it could be for people. Um, yeah, and just like feeling a bit more caring and patient. And yeah, for sure. I think t- going through TSW. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How yeah. like the worst, most horrible things make you a better person. Yeah, um, that question is definitely one that just throws you. But that, yeah, that's definitely my like quick first answer. I'm going to stick with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect um okay and what's what's next for you now clay what's next kind of career wise and yeah life wise what are you looking forward to you know with tsw don't even try and look too far in the future i literally can look two weeks in advance so i don't actually know i need to look at my calendar um but yeah just i've got my full ep my first ever release coming out on friday Exciting. um on my yeah on my own record label which i've done all myself so i'm really excited about that and yeah are you doing some like big some... promotions for it or what's kind of what would people... yeah, you need to i need to i need to check in with my pr guy um do you know what i've, I've kind of done all the promo for it already like it's i've already put ahead ahead of the full EP I've already put out two singles and they've gone really well um and then I don't know if you're familiar with the artist Fortet but he's done a remix and he's like he's an iconic he's an iconic legend so that that's going to be really exciting and yeah just some more shows I'm going back to America this um in in two weeks but, well, I'm going to Portland, and the next day I go to San Diego, and then I fly back to London straight after my set and go from London to Scotland and straight oh away God. and have to do the set day after. That would be really fun. I can't wait for that. Yay. Amazing. Oh, my God. That's incredible. I saw you did, um, I'm going to pronounce this name completely wrong, 
Is it Skillerex? 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 Wait, what am I? Skrillex. Skrillex? (laughs) Yeah. Skrillex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What about him? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so out of the music scene. No, you're not, (laughs) because... The fact that you recognise the name is like... Yeah, I was like know. super impressed with that. It's like, oh my God, so which, did you just have like a set DJing with him or you released a, like a music um, or what? Or... So I... Um, he's really good friends with the guy that I said has done the remix for my release, Fortep. And he... Um, I think we already follow each other on socials anyway. And then, like, I sent him some music just as, as off, an off chance he could listen. And then he, like, sent him a voice note. And he was like, yeah, man, the drums are really cool. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, someone had showed him my music. And, yeah. I, and then I basically warmed up for him and then the four-tech guy and Jamie XX playing. That was really Very cool. cool. Yeah. And he's in the UK <laughs> quite a lot, so I bumped into him a few times, which is cool. I went back to his um he was like renting like a apartment in West London. A few of us went back there and it was really cool. It had a slide from the living room to the bedroom. Oh like my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. <laughs> that's the glamorous yeah, DJ life, yeah. isn't it? That's the cool yeah, he is He's probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet in the industry. He's lovely. Amazing. Well, I will yeah. learn to properly pronounce the name for uh, <laughs> other times that I try and say it. <laughs> um, Dickley, thank you so much. Um, and I just want to say, you know, the best of luck with the rest of your journey and ongoing healing. You're looking amazing. So you're obviously doing all the right things. And yeah, I hope it's a quick journey for you and you get to the other side. Thank you so much. Total pleasure. Where can it. people find all your music and follow you? Um, so all my social media is the same, so it's quite easy. Um, it's just Chloe Robinson DJ. Uh, that's my handle for Instagram, for Twitter, for SoundCloud, which is where my mixes are. Um, and then, yeah, my name's Chloe Robinson, if you want to see any of my music on Spotify or whatnot. And if anyone who's listening to this has TSW, I'm pretty sure you will if you're listening to the TSW podcast. Um, my DMs are always completely open. I chat to anyone and everyone's like, oh my God, thank you for replying because I have like a certain amount of followers and a blue tick, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I have all the time in the world for anyone. So my DMs are always open if anyone wants to hit me up Amazing. and has any questions about coping with this condition. Mm-hmm.